Welcome to Unity Lutheran Church. We're a one church, two campus ministry located in Brookfield, Wisconsin. This podcast comes to you from our pastors, John, Sherry, Muriel, and Jennifer. It's part of our Renew ministry that helps our congregation renew spiritually and in community. We're in a podcast series called Sins and Virtues. Together, we look at words that describe us and talk about their benefits and their challenges in our lives of faith. We explore how wonderfully God made us and gives us tremendous capacity for good. That's our virtue. And we explore our dark sides, our sinful ones, and the ways in which we are challenged with both. Thank you for joining us this week for our Sins and Virtues podcast. I am Pastor Jennifer, your host. And with me this week are Pastor Sherry and Muriel. Welcome, everybody. Thank you. Hey there, Jennifer. We're glad you're here. So our, our word for the week is busyness. Thoughts on busyness. Well, usually, I think our first instinct would be to think of busyness as a bad thing, right? In terms of our faith walk. Um, that it, it means that we are spending so, much, we're spending so much time doing other things that we are not giving as much time as we are supposed to be to God or prayer or church or something like that. So it seems like it should go in the, in the sin column. What do you think, Sherry? I would agree. I think uh, busyness is a part of our lives in a way that sometimes we can't control uh, but sometimes it, it leads us down a path of frustration or exhaustion, and that, that gets us into trouble at times, too, and shapes our perspective and, and how we, we see things and how we feel about things in a negative way. So I, too, would put it in the sins category. But this is, very, this is very personal to me because I will tell you, I love being busy. Like my, right. my Good ideal extrovert week, that I know, you are. <laughs> I, I want to be busy all the time. And my, my ideal week and ideal day is where I'm going from this activity to that activity to that one. And then I married Andrew, who loves nothing more than to be home and resting and have this tranquil family time. So... Uh, I am learning the benefits of not packing so much stuff in, but I do, I love being busy, and I don't know, is, is that really so bad? Well, and for me, it's the to-do list. Like, it gives me focus. It helps me accomplish the things I want to accomplish. It helps give me direction. I mean, I've got a list for just about everything in my life, in my church, in my house. Um, I would say, Diane would say that... Um, that she would choose other things. <laughs> much That's a tactful the way, way of putting Andrew that. would. Um, but, yeah, for me, it's really helpful to provide focus and, and direction and help me keep the goals that I have for myself and my family and my faith and, and connecting with God uh, in the front. So I'm not sure it's total bad. What's been, what's been the least busiest time, like time period of your life, do you think? Because then, then I'll ask, okay, so then was that a period of your life where your faith was better, stronger, more alive? Definitely when I was younger and was yeah. bored or <laughs> before kids. Younger, younger like a kid yourself yes. or like a young adult? 
you know, when I think you're a kid, you're always looking for kind of like the children's message, like all of those things that you can't quite do yet because you're not old enough, you're not tall enough, independent enough. And so sometimes when you're focused on that, uh, you just, you, you so want what, what you don't currently have. And just before kids, it's amazing how much, um, you know, kids and sometimes extra people's schedules in your life um, create sort of a, a busyness all on their own. I will say, so Alice is, my baby's almost a year now. That's crazy. Um, and I was so unprepared for how much time that would take, but... Just wait till it takes her right. 10 minutes so to put on her shoes. I get the sense that we've barely dipped our toe into the water <laughs> of what a giant time suck parenting can be. And I, I do struggle, like when I look at a lot of the families that we have, and come into church just so stressed and overwhelmed with the schedules, just maintaining their kids' schedules. And I'm always really tempted to say, like, just quit all of those activities and just do church because you'll be so much happier. But I, I mean, I just know that I have no idea yet the realities of kid activities in this day and age. Well, I, I agree with you that I was a much better parent before I had children. <laughs> now that I have children, it's much harder. But I think there's also this, um, when it comes to faith and church, it's really hard to go from checking off the box to staying in the moment and keeping it meaningful. You know, it's really hard to make those steps as a family, make that time as a family to keep it, to keep it real and keep them connected. And yet it's the, probably the most important thing we do as parents. Yeah. You know, I think... Every parent makes the decisions that they do because they want the best for their children. For sure. and, and sometimes that involves uh, exposing them to, you know, other opportunities, you know, friend groups, sports groups, music groups. But, you know, at what point do all of those things become too much that it, it, it takes us away from remembering what what is important to us as families or as, as people, um, how we spend our time, what, what faith looks like in our lives, how much time that has. And, and maybe the, the question that we ask ourselves is, are, are we busy for the sake of being busy or keeping up um, with what we feel we is expected of us or are we are we busy because we enjoy people we enjoy what we're doing um, maybe that leads us to this great passage in scripture right. which uh, passage from, would that be Jerry? Uh, Luke's gospel chapter 10 uh, the story of these these two sisters Mary and Martha and Jesus comes over to their house and uh, Mary immediately sits at Jesus' feet and wants to learn more and hear more about what he's been doing and teaching and is just um, hanging on every, his every word. And Martha, the, the classic Martha that um, has gotten such a bad rap through all of history, is in the kitchen, slaving, serving away, trying to prepare this dinner for 
her guest. And, um, you know, I, I always like to think that uh, so many things in life are both and. And so I, I, I sometimes think that the, the wisdom to take away from that story is not that we have to always be in the role of Mary, because I think Martha certainly had a gift to share. Uh, but it, it was Martha's being frustrated with Mary and how she was choosing to spend her time that got Martha into trouble. Um, so the point of the Mary Martha story is not that Martha's bad and busyness is bad. I don't think and so. Total sin? Oh no. <laughs> I I think that uh, Martha just got um, got wrapped up in um, wanting Mary to choose what she was choosing and was expecting of Mary something that um, she, she maybe uh, needed to just um, be able to see as her gift to share with Jesus. And, um, and who knows, you know, maybe because of the two of them, it's what's led to the open kitchen concept now uh, in, in our communities of how do we do both of those things? How do we entertain and uh, be there to greet and uh, have conversations with the people who are in our homes, but how do we also be about the, the details of the meal and uh, preparing and um, seeing those as the gift that they are. So it wasn't the fact that Martha was busy that Jesus was rebuking, it was the way she was comparing mm -hmm what she was doing to what Mary yeah. was doing and being resentful. And I think that's what gets us into trouble. And I, I know I'm guilty of this all the time too, is when we run and run from one thing to the next and we've got a to-do list a mile long and we, we feel um, the weight of all of the, the pressures on us, uh, both of work and family and relationships. And we take all of those things on ourselves and it's so easy for us to get frustrated uh, yeah. with either the people that we are caring for or helping in some way or the people who look to us uh, for answers or for uh, help on things. So how is it that we pause long enough to keep our emotions and our thoughts in check and see the busyness, the way that we spend our time as the gifts that they could be, uh, caring for our parents, caring for our children, caring for our neighbors, caring for the people that we are connected to here in this place and beyond these walls, so that it doesn't just become this busyness to be busy that then leads us to be frustrated with other people choosing something different than us. So what I hear you saying is something about expectations versus needs. Like I might have the timeline in mind, but my kid might get in the car and need me to set aside my timeline in order to be real and present with whatever happens. And that could be with anybody. That could be a neighbor. That could be a friend. That could be um, um, in our in our work. Uh, you know, our work situations. But how, do, how are we flexible enough to recognize that what we have is a gift as opposed to I'm not getting the stuff done on my to-do list? So just making sure that we're busy with stuff that matters. Right. And that would matter to God. 
I guess. Because that's a very, if you put your head on the pillow at night after mm. a day of being really busy <sighs> with stuff that you know is important and worthwhile, that's a very different way to go off to sleep than when you are laying your head down on the pillow after a day of running around over stuff that feels meaningless. So I don't know how we, because you do have to have at least enough time in your busyness to do that mental check and say, you know what, it is really important and an act of love that I am picking these 455 Cheerios out of the carpet right now because that <laughs> allowed me to have a fun time watching Alice eat slash throw food around the living room. So you do have to have at least the time or energy to reflect in that way, I think, right? Yeah, and mm. recognize that you've had a meaningful connection with people. It's so, it's so much easier to say, oh, I washed the dishes today, check, than, oh, I made sure that I had a really important conversation or a really present conversation with somebody today. Um, we certainly wouldn't put that on our to-do list. And yet... That's where we come around to both and. <laughs> we need to be both Mary and Martha. Yeah. And I don't know if that just makes us more busy or if... Uh, throughout the course of our days, throughout the course of what we find ourselves doing, if we can be attentive to the ways in which we serve as acts of love, be it cooking or laundry or errands or um, helping a neighbor uh, go to the grocery store, but then also in the midst of all of those things to uh, take a step back and really be present with the people that we're with in the moments we're with them. Um, to stop when our names are called and to really tune into what is being said to us and to simply sit at the feet and see the face of Jesus in the people that we're with. We've used this idea on the phrase moment, be present, be in the moment, be mindful, We've used that a lot in this conversation. How does that lead us to this sense of peace that God is talking about, particularly in Philippians? Well, I had, I had been thinking about Philippians when we were talking about this podcast because when I started to prep for this, I was thinking that Philippians, which talks so much about peace, it's one of Paul's letters, towards the end of the New Testament. I was thinking that Philippians and all of this talk about peace, that that should be our example of why busyness is bad. But then when you go and you look at Philippians and you listen to how Paul talks about peace, it wasn't what I was thinking. It's not a peace that comes from removing from your life the things that distract you or keep you running or keep you busy. It's not the peace like Sherry was saying, the peace when you are sitting by the lake and you're looking out at the still water. And I would like to be there right now. <laughs> I know. Swinging in the hammock. <laughs> I know, but that's just, I mean, that's just not our life. We don't, for the most part, we don't spend our lives by the side of the lake. And Paul knows that and gets that. And so when he talks about peace, well, I'll just read it and you can hear. This is from 
Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say it. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And what jumped out at me was in every situation. So Paul's not talking about those moments by the lake. He's talking about, like, he's probably writing this from jail. So when you, not the lake moments, but the moments of chaos and struggle or grief or confusion, he's talking about peace in those moments. And that's a God kind of peace, and that's, that's the peace that surpasses all understanding because it's not logical. So I don't think it's about being like, oh, we got to make ourselves less busy. Let's add that to the to-do list. Have unbusy time. It's about finding some way to tap into God so that you have that sense of peace no matter how busy you are. I think it's about saying, so I'm busy. What am I busy with? Am I busy with things that matter to me and things that matter to God? And are those the things that draw you more deeply into relationship with God? Or are those the things that draw you away? Thanks to our listeners for joining Sherry, Muriel, and myself for our discussion on busyness in our Sins and Virtues podcast series. Hopefully some of these ideas that you heard will spark more conversation in your small groups or your homes this week. We pray that this conversation helps you renew your faith in God and strengthen your relationships in your faith community.